0: Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. I want, to, uh, I want to welcome everybody to Destiny Church. Today we're kicking off a brand new series. The theme of our year, you guys know this, is the year of better days. And it's our goal, it's our desire that we all walk in holistic health. And as we were thinking about series to close out our year, I really just said I want to do a series for our church just kind of off of this theme, A Year of Better Days. And I just want to talk with you for the next three weeks, not about one specific thing. You know, when we do a series, we might talk about, you know, different different objects or different things that are happening. Or we might say, hey, we're going to do a whole series on how did I end up here and talk about the messes of our lives. But what we're going to do in this series is we're going to talk about three or four different things that uh, we believe are important for us to to experience better days. I recently read a story about a guy who was out one evening, it was the middle of the night, he was taking a walk and he didn't realize that there was a, a cliff, a canyon in front of him as he couldn't see. He was walking and all of a sudden he finds himself falling and in the middle of his fall he reaches out. And he grabs a branch. He grabs something that's kind of stuck on the side of the cliff. And he's hanging there. He's screaming. He's panicking. And after a while, he begins to yell, is there somebody up there with somebody? Please help. And all of a sudden, a voice enters and says, hey, what can I do to help? Hey, I'm stuck. I've fallen. Please, can you help me out? I need some help. Well, he's like, yeah, I can help you. And the guy says, who are you? And he says, well, I'm God. And he says, okay, what do you want me to do? And he says, I want you to let go. The guy doesn't realize he's only like two feet from the bottom. The guy hangs there a little longer, still can't see, still panic, and he goes, is there anybody else up there that wants to help? (laughs) Have you ever felt like that? Like God told you something to do, and you didn't like his response, and you looked for somebody else? Well, Hebrews 11.1 tells us faith means being sure of things we hope for, And knowing that something is real, even if we don't see it. Thomas Aquinas said, to one who has faith, no explanation is necessary. To one without faith, no explanation is possible. Faith is, at its core, deep-rooted in the expectation of things to come. I was thinking about faith this week. As there's probably a lot of you in this room who are deer hunters. You know, and I was thinking about faith even in my own personal hunting experiences. There's days you get up at 4.30 in the morning and you go out in the woods and you sit there and you're freezing and your toes feel like they're getting frostbite. You can't feel your hands. You know, and you're sitting there thinking, this is the day. And you keep sitting there and waiting and no deer comes. And you go home. And your wife looks at you and says, why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep going out there? There must not be any deer in the woods. And you get up in the next morning and you go again. You come home empty-handed again. But then that day comes that you get that deer. All the faith was worth it when you're sitting there looking at that deer and you're going, I got you. It only took me 37 days, but we did it, you know, faith. That's not really the kind of faith I want to talk about today, but I do want to say that faith goes beyond hope. I've heard it said this way, much of hope lives in the mind, while faith is deep-rooted in the heart. When D.L. Moody, who was a great evangelist of the 19th century, was lying on his deathbed, he looked at his sons and he made this statement. And when I read this statement, I was immediately challenged. And he said this, if God is your partner, make your plans larger. If God is your partner, make your plans larger. You see, D.L. Moody could say that because he had seen firsthand God move and do things that man could not do. There's a story about a logging farmer, a, a logging guy who was a foreman of a logging company, and he had used his chainsaw to cut down so many trees and He decided to upgrade, so he put this up for sale, and this old farmer walks in and looks at this chainsaw at the store, and the guy says, I promise you this can cut down 50 trees a day. So this farmer gets excited and thinks, man, I've got to cut down some trees. I need to do some work here. So he buys this chainsaw. He takes it home. He's so excited, and he begins to cut on these trees, and he's like, this is a joke. This is a lie. This thing can't cut down one tree a day. So he takes it back to the store, throws it on the counter, looks at that guy who used to be a logging foreman. He says, this chainsaw doesn't work. I've tried. I'm not able to cut down a tree. The man grabs the chainsaw, pulls the cord, and it begins to purr like a kitten. And the old farmer jumps back and says, what's that sound? You see, the farmer had been trying to use a chainsaw without the benefit of the power. You see, as Christians, I believe that God's power is available to us, but we've not been using the benefits of that power. You see, God's power is accessible to us and it's available to us by faith. It comes by faith. As I said earlier, this is a Better Days series, We're in this year, my hope and my desire, my dream, my goal for this year, but not just 2019, but my goal is that this would be something that would carry on for the rest of our lives. But my goal is that we would all begin to walk in holistic health so that we can experience better days. And I believe that faith in God is the key component to experiencing better days. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5 says this from the message. It says, every God begotten person conquers the world's ways. What's that mean? Is every ch- person who's a child of God. Listen, the conquering power that brings the world to its knees is what? It's our. What is it? Good job, Bob. The conquering power that brings the world. To its knees is our faith. I love this. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who has faith. That's not exactly what it says, but it says it's in the person who believes in Jesus Christ. You got to have faith. I thought about singing that song today. You got to have faith, the faith, the faith. Anyway, hey, if you were here this past Sunday night at our Heaven Come service, I challenged us with this thought that our starting point needs to change. If you weren't here Sunday night, you're talking about, Pastor Chad, what do you mean our starting point has to change? Well, what I believe is many of us are like the story of the the dad in the Bible who his son was possessed, and he kept throwing himself in a fire. The disciples or people are trying to cast this demon out. They can't do it. Jesus comes along the scene. He looks at this boy, and he looks at the father, and he says, Do you believe? And the Father says, yes, I believe, but I also doubt. And I think for many of us, that's our starting point with God. We doubt. We read the Bible. We've heard stories about God doing great things. We even have a part of us that believes that God can. But for us, we're not sure that he'll do it for us. I believe you can, but I'm not sure you'll do this for me. Well, my goal today is to change our starting point from I doubt to I believe. That's my goal with today's message. If we're going to experience better days in our lives, our starting point has to change. Let's pray. Jesus, I come before you this morning and I ask you in these next few moments, if you would be in this room as I teach this subject on faith that I believe is a key component to us walking in victory. And so I, I ask you today to speak clearly through me. Give us all ears that hear. Give us a heart that responds to this word. And God, I pray today that you increase our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. amen. Everybody say a word with me. Say faith. faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us again from another translation, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't yet see. One author says this, faith is seeing the invisible, but not the non-existent. Some people think that for us as Christians, they say, well, you have faith, you believe in something that's not actually there, that's not actually real. I beg to differ. That's not the case. As Christians, yes, we have faith in a God that we can't see. I've never seen God. Wouldn't it be easier if we could? Wouldn't it be easier if when you were going through hard times, God would just walk in and say, hey, I'm God, and let's talk. Here's the deal. If God showed up in your house and said he's God, you'd call the cops. We'd all panic, you know. We wouldn't believe. But wouldn't it be easier if we knew what God looked like, if it was actually that picture we've all seen, you know, of Jesus or God, and this, oh, there he is. He's in a robe and he's got sandals. That's got to be Jesus. But we serve a God that we can't see. But he's there. Just because we can't see him doesn't mean he doesn't exist. We know that he exists. And not only do we know that he exists, we believe him as Christians when he speaks to us of a future that we can't yet see. That's faith. I believe even though I can't see. Well, what is faith? Well, faith in God means that we keep our eyes on God. Who controls our circumstances. We don't keep our eyes on the circumstances themselves. Let me say it again. Faith in God means that we keep our eyes on God, not the circumstances. God controls the circumstances. I think the problem with many of us is we keep our eyes on the circumstances and not on God. And then we wonder, why isn't God moving? Well, you're not even looking at him. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says it this way. We live by faith and not by sight. As Christians, we're called to live by faith. Not by sight. Not by what we can see. Not by what looks easy. Hebrews 11, verse 3 says this. Listen to what this says. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. But let's not continue. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Now, before we go a whole lot further, let me let me just kind of throw something out there at you. When I say that we have faith in God, I'm not saying that we believe that God is our magic genie in the bottle. That we can pull out, oh great genie, I need whatever, and he has to respond to our wishes. I'm not talking about wishes. I'm not talking about fairy tales. I'm talking about faith. When I say that we have faith in God, that means that we believe that God will do what he says he will do. When I say that I have faith in God, that means that I believe that God will do what he's promised that he will do in his word. When I say that I have faith in God, that doesn't mean I believe that he'll always do what I ask him to do. I'm so thankful that God has not answered all of my prayers in the way that I'd want them to be answered. There's times I prayed for things. There's times I begged for things. And it didn't happen. And down the road I experienced the why of why God did what he did. Aren't you glad that God answers your prayers according to his word, according to his will and his purpose for your life? you got to have faith. There was a monk by the name of Martin Luther. Most of us have probably heard that name, read about him in history classes. Well, this monk by the name of Martin Luther played a major role in bringing the world out of the Dark Ages and launching a reformation. And Martin Luther, he wanted to know who God was. Martin Luther lived in the 16th century. God was not... Talk about the word of God being rare in those days like we talked about in Samuel a couple days, a couple weeks ago. God wasn't doing a whole lot in the 16th century. It was a dark age. But Martin Luther, this monk, wants to know God. He wants to experience God. He wants to be saved. He wants to know that he's saved. So he begins to try the only thing he knows, and he begins to engage himself in rituals. And he finds himself literally crawling across broken glass to an altar to see if That makes God move on his behalf. And he engages in ritual and he engages in ceremony, and God does not show up. So Martin Luther does something crazy in his day. He decides, I'm going to look at the Bible. The problem was the Bible had not yet been translated into his language, the Bible was only in Latin. So Martin Luther learned to read Latin. And he reads the Bible. And when reading the Bible, he comes across a verse in Habakkuk chapter two, verse four. It says, behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And I want you to capture this today. Martin Luther realizes this is a huge thought. If you're gonna experience better days in your life, this is a huge thought. This is a big idea of the day. Martin Luther realized that God has called all of us as children of God to live a lifestyle of faith. It's a lifestyle. And this helped to launch the world out of its dark ages. It launched a reformation. And my hope with today's message is to bring your family. My hope with today's message is to bring this church. My hope with today's message is to bring your life, your sons, your daughters out of their dark seasons. Your dark age, whatever that dark season might be, whatever that dark age might be, my hope is that this message on faith would launch a reformation in your life. If you're here today and you feel defeated, my hope is that this message would be a new starting point for you and launch a reformation in your life. If you're depressed, if you're discouraged, if you're living in doubt, if you're anger, if you're living in debt, whatever that might be, my hope is that today's message would launch a reformation in this church. Here's what I want to tell you today. I hope that you move into a brand new season that's launched by faith. Don't underestimate the importance of your faith. Don't underestimate the importance of your faith. I ask each and every one of you at the beginning of this message, let me say it this way. I talked to you this morning about your starting point. If I were to come and sit down with each of you and we would have two chairs in a room and I was simply to ask you, what is your starting point? How is your faith? How would you respond? If I was to ask you today, what is your starting point? If I was to say, is your starting point, I believe but I also doubt? Is your starting point, I believe? Is your starting point, I doubt? If you know the answer to that question right now, I want you to write that somewhere. I want you to put that in your phone. What is your starting point? Where are you right now today? What is your faith like right now? How strong is your faith? It, let me ask it this way. Is your faith strong enough to launch you into your next season of, of life? How strong is your faith? What's your starting point? Is your starting point, yes, I believe? Is your starting point, I doubt? Listen, I want you to catch this today. The God we serve is a faith God. And God, as a faith God, you say, How is God a faith God? Well, God spoke and it was. That's faith. Out of nothing, God created. That's faith. So God is a faith God, and he established a faith covenant. Who did he establish a faith covenant with? A man by the name of Abraham, the father of all nations. God created a faith covenant with a faith people. That's us. God is experienced by faith. You can't come to know God except by faith. God is related to. By faith, God is known by us. By faith. But I want to say to you, we're not just saved by faith or healed by faith. I believe to experience the life that God created us to live, to experience a life of better days, we have to live a lifestyle of faith. Let me say it again. I think many of us think, well, all I need is faith to be saved. Or all I need is faith to be healed. No, I believe to experience the life A life of better days that God wants you to have in your marriage, in your singleness, in your home, in your health, in your finances, whatever it might be. I believe to experience the life that God has for you as a young man, as a young woman, as a father, as a mother, as a son, as a daughter, whatever it might be. To experience that life, we must live a lifestyle of faith. We don't just use faith when we need faith. It's a lifestyle of faith. I want you to look at Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. We're going to spend the rest of our time in this today. Actually, I want you just to go ahead and skip to verse 17. It'll be on the screen here. It says, for in it, what's it talking about in it? The gospel, the word of God. Remember, we believe in the word of God here at Destiny Church. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith. To faith as it is written by faith. The Bible mentions the word faith close to 500 times. This is the only verse that uses it with three different prepositions. From, to, and by. So according to this verse, according to Romans chapter 1 verse 17, I believe there's an order of faith. A way that faith moves in our lives. And to get you to walk in victory, I want to give you the order of faith for your lives today. And I want you to grab a hold of this. Please hear me today. I'm trying to teach you. I I, I believe that this message, as well as any other message I've communicated to this church, has the power and the potential to change your life if you grab a hold of this. I want to talk to you about the order of faith. Let's, let's read Romans chapter 1, verse 17 from the NIV today. It says, For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. So let me give you the order of faith. Number one, faith is a beginning. What is your starting point? Faith is a beginning. Our entire belief system as Christians is built on one thing, and that's faith. Did you know that? Your entire belief system as a Christian today, if you've said yes to Jesus, it's built on faith. You cannot be a follower of Jesus without faith. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. So faith is the beginning. Faith has to come first. You can't experience better days without faith. It is the beginning. Salvation comes by faith. Faith allows you to have a fresh start. Faith allows you to have a brand new beginning. Another way we could say it, faith allows you to start over. Now let me say say something to you today that might bring some confusion for just a moment. But really I'm trying to teach you from the Word today. I'm hoping you're capturing this. Faith is a beginning, but also faith declares the end from the beginning. Faith declares the end from the beginning. What are you talking about, Pastor Chad? Well, in the natural, we don't declare the end from the beginning. We just start at the beginning and hope the end turns out okay. But that's not how faith works. Faith, yes, it's a beginning... But faith declares what the end is going to look like. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor Chad? Isaiah 46.10 says, I make known the end from the beginning. Another translation says it even clearer. From the beginning, this is God speaking, I revealed the end. That's faith. Faith says, I'm not going to just hope that I one day get better. Faith says, I'm going to get there. Faith is a beginning. Faith is a beginning. And I'll tell you from the very beginning that Tosh and I planted this church. We've tried to live with this mindset that we're going to declare the end from the beginning. And I'll tell you, there's been some days, probably just like in your life, where it's not easy to remember what the end looks like because you're living in the middle. Let me say it again. It's not always easy to sit there and hold on to the end when you're living in the middle of something. But faith declares the end from the beginning. And what I want to do today is... I've started praying a prayer over our church. This is my prayer that I declare the end from the beginning over Destiny Church, over your family, over your life. If you want a copy of this prayer, you can email the church. We'll send you a copy of this prayer. You can pray this prayer over your family. You can add to it. But this is the prayer that I'm praying over our church. I've got it all written down here, and I'm going to read you my prayer that I'm praying over Destiny Church right now. This is me declaring the end from the beginning, or this is me declaring the end from The middle. Let me say it. In the name of of Jesus, I come against every curse. And I release everything the enemy has said that's tried to stop God's purposes. And I reverse everything the enemy has said that's tried to stop God's purposes in this church, our lives, our families, and our cities. By the authority of Jesus Christ, I declare that no weapon formed against this church and these people will prosper. And I declare that we will walk in victory, our families will prosper. Our children will prosper. Our finances will prosper. Our influence will increase. Our church will be a place of hope and healing. Our church will see thousands saved. Our church will advance the kingdom of God and the gates of hell shall not stand against us. God's presence will always be welcome in this church and evident in Destiny Church. The enemy is not in control of this place. God is. We are more than conquerors. Freedom is is ours. We were born for this exact moment in time. This is our season. We can and we will do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Today, we make known the end from the beginning, and I declare that today is a beginning for each family in this church, and by faith, I declare that our starting point will be yes. We do believe, and we do win, and I proclaim all of that in the name that is above all names. His name is Jesus. Can everybody say amen? That's my prayer over you. That's my prayer over this church as we launch into this Next season, faith is a beginning, but also faith is a destination, number two. We go from faith to faith. Faith is a destination. For Abraham, faith was the beginning. In the beginning, when God began to speak to Abraham, he told him of a place to go. And God said, I'm not going to tell you where it is. I just want you to go. For Abraham, it was the beginning. He didn't know his destination. But when we look at somebody like Joshua in the Bible, he knew what his destination was. Joshua was Moses' right-hand man. Moses was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, where? To the promised land. For Joshua, he believed. When everybody else gave up the faith, when everybody else faltered in the wilderness, Joshua believed. And guess where Joshua got to? Joshua entered into the promised land when many, many other people didn't. Why? Because Joshua had faith in God. Because Joshua had a faith destination. And here's what I want to tell some of you in this room today. You have a faith destination. Listen to me today. There's some of you, I was thinking about it last night when I was studying, even in my own home. God has given many of you in this room a promise concerning your future. God has given you a faith destination, and I want you to hear me. Many of you today, God has told you, you will have a happy and a healthy marriage. But right now, your circumstances say you are anything but happy in your marriage. Right now, many of you say, I'm anything but happy. I'm not even married right now. I'm divorced once. I'm divorced twice. But God told me I would have a happy and healthy marriage. Listen to me today. Just because right now today, it doesn't look happy. Just because right now today, it doesn't look like what God promised you. I tell you, hold on to that promise that God gave you concerning your marriage because god says you will have a good marriage if that's a promise he gave you hold on to it for some of you in this room god has whispered to you you will be healed of fill in the blank and you're like but i'm still i've still got it what's the promise he gave you that's your destination your destination is health your destination is wholeness Hold on to that. Make that your starting point. For some of you in this room today, God has told you you'll be a leader of people. And you're like, man, I got nobody following me. Don't look at today, look at what He's told you and hold on to that. And here's the thing I just, I just feel this in my heart. Some of you need to prepare for the destination. That's why you're not there yet. Talking about being a leader of people, well, some, you're not ready to lead people, you're not ready. I'm thankful. There's days when I'm like, man, why isn't Destiny Church further down the road than we should be? Why isn't God doing more? I've become to the place I'm thankful. Because it's by God's grace that I'm able to lead this amount of people. But when I'm ready to lead 2,000, guess what? We'll be at 2,000. We'll grow as we're able. Some of us need to prepare by faith for the end. Some of you, God has told you your entire family will serve the Lord. And you look around you and nobody in your family is serving the Lord. Hold on. They will get there. As a child of God, you have a faith destination. Don't let this season of hurt or pain or circumstances cause you to stop believing. You cannot let the circumstances of life that are temporary detour you or get you off track from your faith destination. Stop focusing on the things you, can't see, you can not see and start focusing on the things you can't see. Listen, when I say stop focusing on the things you you can see, I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying ignore them. I'm not not one of those. Listen, if you've got a cold, blow your nose. It's all right. (laughs) Just by blowing your nose, it doesn't mean you don't have faith. No, it's running. It's gross. Blow it. We don't want to see that. Let God heal you after you blow your nose. But right now, get that thing blown. But I'm challenging you. Instead of focusing on the circumstances of your life, Start focusing on His promises about your future. Change your starting point. I guarantee you God will do it. We go from faith to faith, and we get there by faith, and I close with this. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith is a lifestyle. Hear me today. Faith is not a panic button that you push in times of emergency. Let me say it again. Faith is... Is not a panic button that you push in times of emergency. Faith is a lifestyle. As sons and daughters of God, we go step by step, day by day, a lifestyle of faith. Some days it's hard to take a step and believe that the next step is gonna be there, but you just take that step. It's a lifestyle of faith. It's a lifestyle. 1 John 5 4, I read it at the beginning. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. If you want to experience better days, if you want to live in victory, listen to me today. Here's the whole idea of today's message. I want in 2019, 2020, 21, 22, 25, 30, 50, however long we're here, I want you as believers. I want you as sons and daughters of God. I want you as people that walk through the doors of Destiny Church to live by faith. And I want you to walk in victory, and I want you to walk in freedom, and I want you to experience better days. Have you ever heard someone say, I tried faith, it didn't work? Some of you don't try faith, you live by faith. There's no other lifestyle that's pleasing to God than a lifestyle of faith. There's no other lifestyle that works. You've got to live a lifestyle of faith. And I close with this, faith is a way of thinking. You think, what does the word say? And I want you to write this down. Faith is a way of thinking, what does the word say? Change the way you think, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Faith is a way of thinking, change the way you think. Faith is a way of expecting, change what you expect. I expect goodness and mercy, I expect blessing, I expect favor. Do I get that every day? No. Does the deer walk out in front of me every day? No, but I believe that that next time that deer is coming out in the woods. I expect goodness and mercy. I expect God's favor. Faith is a way of talking. You speak the word of God. Your tongue holds the power of life and death. What are you speaking into your world? Faith is a way of walking. You walk in faith. You walk without fear. You walk with God. Faith is a way of living. Faith is a lifestyle. Hebrews 11.3 By faith we understand that out of nothing God formed the universe. Out of nothing God framed the world. Listen to me today. God framed the world by speaking words of faith. I wonder today... What are you speaking into your world? What are you speaking? What are you speaking over your sons? What are you speaking over your marriage? What are you speaking over your finances? What are you speaking over your, your home? What are you speaking as a single person? Listen, you're to frame your world By the words you speak. You say, Pastor Chad, do you believe I can speak it and and make it happen? No, I'm not saying that. We can frame our world by the words we speak. When I say frame, what am I meaning? Well, think of the terms of building a house. If If you look at the word frame in the dictionary, it means to remodel, to enlarge, to improve, to mend. Listen to me. You can remodel your world by the words you speak. You can improve your house by the words you speak. You can mend relationships by the words you speak. Frame your world by the words you speak. Romans 10, 8 tells us the force to change the world is near you. Look it up. It says, it is your mouth. Did you hear me? The force to change your world is near you. It's your mouth. I believe it's possible today to change our starting point. I believe today it's it's possible to change our world. It starts with faith. What's your starting point today? I believe or I doubt? Let's pray. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.